Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will be meeting with the premiers today to talk health care. Yeah, senior government official says Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will offer the provinces a significant increase to the Canada health transfer when he meets with the country's 13 premiers in Ottawa today. Provinces and territories would get boosted transfer payments and additional money if they agree to one-on-one deals targeting specific problem areas in the health care system. Manitoba Premier Heather Stephenson, uh, who is currently the chair of the Premier's group known as the Council of the Federations, says it's frustrating that Premier's haven't seen any details yet. For over two years, the Premier's have been asking Trudeau to come to the table to discuss an increase to the Canada health transfer. Trudeau is expected to lay out a 10-year deal that will top up the annual transfer while offering more targeted funding with conditions attached. The Canada Health Transfer is currently set to increase to $49.4 billion in 2023-2024, a 9% increase over this year, which is twice the average annual increase over the last six years. Health Minister Jean-Yves Duclos has previously said the federal government's priority areas include improving access to family doctors, better mental health care, cutting surgical backlogs, and a massive improvement to data collection and sharing. This year, Ottawa transferred $45 billion, which amounts to 22% of what the province has budgeted for health care. The premiers want Ottawa to fund 35%, which this year would have required $26 billion more. The search for survivors from the massive earthquake in the Middle East continues. Yeah, rescuers in Turkey and Syria searched through the night and into this morning, hoping to pull more survivors from the rubble of a devastating earthquake. The 7.8 magnitude tremor hit before dawn Monday as most people were asleep, killing more than 5,000 people and toppling thousands of buildings. Survivors cried out for help from within mountains of debris as first responders contended with snow and rain. Seismic activity continued to rattle the region with scores of aftershocks. Numerous countries have pledged aid to quake victims in Turkey and Syria. Many governments, including at least 13 member nations in the European Union, have rushed to dispatch aid, personnel and rescue equipment. The U.S. is coordinating immediate assistance and search teams to NATO member Turkey. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau calls the reports and images from the region devastating. He said Canada stands ready to provide assistance and is trying to determine how it can best help in the short and long term. Meantime, a London woman who was near the epicenter of the earthquake days before it happened is speaking out. Kamala Shirieva was on a historical tour of some of the most devastated parts of Turkey a few days ago. Kamala told 980 CFPL, people in London with family in Turkey Canadian Red Cross for those affected in Turkey and Syria. In this city, housing will be a top of mind for city politicians today. Yeah, London's plan to boost housing supply will be on the agenda today at City Hall. City councillors will be meeting to discuss London's pledge to add 47,000 units by 2031. Now, the figure represents London's share as assigned by the Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing. While speaking with 980 CFPL yesterday, Mayor Josh Morgan said the figure is in line with his campaign goals. Now, the report will be presented at at today's Strategic Priorities and Policy Committee meeting, which starts at 4 o'clock. We'll have to wait a little bit longer for the opening of the new foot patrol office by London Police. Yeah, police say their upcoming foot patrol office at 183 Dundas Street has had its opening date pushed back. 
The downtown office was originally expected to open last fall, but police now say they're looking to open their doors early next month. Construction delays and supply chain issues have been cited as the cause for pushing the opening date back. Police first announced a new office space for the community's uh, foot patrol unit in August of last year. Uh, The upcoming office comes as the state of London's downtown draws attention from decision makers as well as seen in the latest municipal election. In his campaign platform, Mayor Josh Morgan referred to the state of downtown as one of the, quote, stark challenges of our city. And China's spy balloon is a hot topic right now at the House of Commons. Yeah, Defence Minister Anita Anand has confirmed the balloon violated Canadian airspace, but the government has otherwise declined to provide details about where and when the balloon flew in Canada, as well as whether there may have been others. Opposition parties want to know why the public didn't find out about the balloon until it had already left Canadian airspace, why it wasn't stopped sooner, and what steps are being taken to prevent and punish Chinese espionage efforts. Washington has provided details about this flight or its flight from Alaska through Canada and into the continental U.S. before it was shot down off the coast of South Carolina on Saturday, February 4th. On this day in history, in 1758, the Governor and Council of Nova Scotia passed resolutions organizing Canada's first legislature. In 1792, free land was offered to U.S. citizens settling in Canada. In 1804, the inventor of the steel plow, John Deere, was born in Vermont. In 1867, the British North America Act, creating the Dominion of Canada, was introduced in the House of Lords. In 1891, Prime Minister Sir John A. Macdonald gave his final speech in the House of Commons before entering his last election campaign. He died four months later. In 1922, the first 5,000 copies of a new magazine, The Reader's Digest, were sold in New York. In 1926, a gold rush began at Red Bank, Ontario. In 1940, Walt Disney's animated motion picture Pinocchio had its U.S. premiere. In 1984, space shuttle astronauts Bruce McKendless and Robert Stewart took the first untethered spacewalk, spending 90 minutes in a free flight near the space shuttle Challenger. In 1986, it rained sardines. In Australia, scientists speculated that a a violent storm caused updrafts, which lifted the fish from shallow waters and took them up into the atmosphere. In 1990, the Soviet Union's Communist Party agreed to let alternative parties co- compete for control of the country. The move ended the one-party rule that had been the way of life since 1917. In 1997, a Quebec man drove a jeep up two flights of stairs of the Parliament buildings before stopping just short of the main door under the Peace Tower. The incident caused the government to ban tour buses and unauthorized cars from Parliament Hill. The driver, who was mentally ill, was found not criminally responsible for his actions. In 1998, the Hudson's Bay Company bought Kmart Canada for $240 million. In 2011, the Canadian Museum of Immigration at Pier 21 in Halifax opened its doors as the country's sixth national museum. From the late 1920s to the early 1970s, Pier 21 was Canada's front door for more than one million immigrants, refugees, troops, wartime evacuees, war brides, and their children. And on this day in 2020, two groups of Canadian evacuees from Wuhan, China, touched down on Canadian soil. They were taken to CFB Trenton for a mandatory 14-day quarantine over concerns 
about the novel coronavirus. Celebrity birthdays today include comedian Robert Smigel, who turns 63. Eddie Izzard is 61. Garth Brooks also turns 61. Chris Rock is 58. Steve Nash turns 49. And Ashton Kutcher is 45.